Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Here we are, right back in the game for some Snarf Madness. Yes, that's right. We are not canceling Snarf Madness. We are not canceling this podcast ever. 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 Snarf Madness doesn't get canceled for pandemics. Uh, What else would there be? Epidemics. Epidemics. Epigenetics. Uh, Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else? Like Warfare. Definitely not warfare. I'm I'm prepared for warfare. I can podcast and war. In fact, I think this is our big break, you know, because everybody's going to be whole up inside. It is. Nothing to do. And this is where we promote the podcast (laughs) and get people to listen. Because what else do you have to do besides cough a lot and listen to Snarf Talk? Buy toilet paper and listen to Snarf Talk. Exactly. You should have already filled out your bracket. But we should address this 1,000-pound elephant in the room because I I didn't they really just want to talk closed about it, Disney but. World. They just closed Disneyland. Didn't they say for two weeks, though? I don't know. I thought they put a time frame for two weeks. I don't know, but they canceled, they're canceled. Everything's canceled. NBA's canceled. NCAA is canceled. Every event is canceled. Travel to Europe is canceled for 30 days. Yeah. Cargo to Europe is canceled for 30 days. It's unbelievable. The economy is crashing. The world as we know it has ended. Society is over. I don't know how long we can stay at this teetering edge before there is some sort of a long-term ramifications. Right, and so far it hasn't. It it honestly hasn't affected my daily life as of yet. But they're talking about this. It whole, will. Yeah, they're talking about e-learning for school. Yeah, they're going to close the schools. You know what's going to happen. I know. What What do people do? What do What do I do when I go to work? And my wife also goes to work every day. Yeah. And we have children at home that have to do schoolwork online. You're either going to have to have family members watching them or you're going to have to take off work. Yeah. You're mom, one of these affected people that the government's talking about uh, giving you a payroll freeze. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. That's called a furlough. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard released some legislation today to do a temporary universal basic income payment to every adult American. I back it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take let me, let me have all it. the kinds of income. Give I'll me take all the incomes. universal. Yeah. I'll take community. Yeah. I'll take community <laughs> chest. National, yeah. <laughs> um, what park? Park place? Yeah, I'll take rent payments. All the income. I'll take yeah. it all. Give me all the incomes that the government will give you because guess what? The government doesn't like to give up money. No, it is crazy though. I mean, like a week ago, there was a lot of talk of this is overblown. It's an overreaction, which it may may or may not be. That's an irrelevant point at this point. That and It's an overreaction maybe to the health the, risk. The severity of the disease, I think, is an overreaction because 
this is just my opinion. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not a. a uh, let's see, like a actual like paper holding doctor, something that says right. like I am a doctor. But but we all kind of know I'm a doctor. You know. Yeah. In my regular day, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's like walking pneumonia is what I heard it put as. Here's the issue, Jerry. So that in an in and of itself is like not a good thing. Obviously the flu of any type and this would be bad to have and you'll feel terrible for seven to 10 days. But I just think buying all the toilet paper in the world is a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why it's not an overreaction for the most part because the toilet paper, the, well, I mean, I, I don't know why people are doing that. <laughs> I, don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, other than, because what happens of, is people say, hey, there's going to be a shortage of toilet paper. So everybody runs out and gets toilet paper and that thus creates the shortage. It's like the yeah. chicken and the egg syndrome. I, I get that. But even if you, so the quarantine they're saying should be for 14 days because that's how long it takes to be like non, um, what's that called? Catchable? Yeah. What's Infectious. That Infectious. Yeah. Um, that's how long it takes. Like you can be quarantined for 14 days and it's over with. How much toilet paper do people use in 14 days? Do you well, use like just rolls and but rolls say it's and two rolls. months from now and if that happens to you and you need enough toilet paper to get you for the next two months plus the 14 days. Holy smokes, people are all our toilet paper comes from China. They don't have any shipping going on. It doesn't all come from China. It's all Chinese. If you're buying Chinese toilet paper, we're buying Chinese. You everything. have an issue. I'll tell you why I don't think it's uh, so much of an overreaction. Um, medically, for healthy adults, obviously, it's not a big deal. No. But you're also very communicable for a long time. Uh, right. P- before symptoms, mm-hmm. during, and after for a ways. And it also is, it's about, two, from what I've read, two to three times more communicable than the seasonal flu. So okay. it spreads a lot easier. Because it's really airborne and really easy to pass along. So far as we know. Mm-hmm. With this limited information, correct. So, I mean, there's a lot of old people out there. We all know a lot of old people. You don't want to unknowingly transfer it to old people that are you're gonna, that are going to die. Absolutely, I I 100 agree with that. And it is that's where it is really serious is with the older population of the United States. Uh, definitely needs to be like paid attention to. Yeah. And the biggest thing here is like what we can do to to stop this is exactly what we're starting to do and that is like stay out of large groups obviously proper hygiene uh with like washing your hands and stuff but like all these things that are being canceled i agree with i mean that's basically the only way to stop the spread of something and once you stop the spread of it then you can like get rid of the disease basically i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm on the fence here because I, I get it like like stop unnecessary things fine but necessary things you shouldn't i don't know here's the deal there's no there's really no we don't know if we can stop it and we probably can't you can diminish the the transfer of it with not having well the goal stadiums full of people yeah for sure the goal isn't really to stop the spread of it as far as i understand it it's to uh spread out the healthcare needs over a longer period of time. Yes, so it's not overwhelming. I mean, if anything, here's the main risk, I believe, from what I I can tell. Quickly, it can overtake our healthcare system in a matter of a week. It could easily. And the problem is, if you have all the hospitals full to the brim, 
with coronavirus people, all the other people that like need appendixes, right. you know, surgery that live on dialysis, that have serious medical conditions, they all just die because we don't have the capacity to treat all these people. Right. So that's an issue. I was reading an article in the New York Post today from a doctor in Italy. And uh, if you don't think this is serious, you need to read this article from this doctor in Italy where they are basically hospitals are full, gyms, schools are full, hallways are full, and they have no, there's no doctors and there's no nurses. They're right. all the same. There is no paperwork. There is no anything. There is no medical supplies. They don't have any of the things to intubate people. Oh, man. And they are going through the hallway and tagging people. And anybody that is, they're just, they're not treating. They're just, people are, they're having to make decisions quickly about yeah. who can be treated and who can't. And the people that they're not uh, triaging are just, they're done. It reminds me of like World War II triage where yeah. you like look at the person and see how bad their injuries were and you're just like, nope, you don't get treated. Nope. Yeah, and that's what's happening. And, and you know, it's easy to say, hey, you know, ah, ha, ha, you know, it's not a big deal for us because I don't think there's any recorded deaths of people under 50. I don't. Or very few. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. The, but, uh, the big, you know, there's a lot of old people in this country. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, like, it, it, it isn't necessarily, like I said, just about the virus itself. It's about overtaking and overwhelming the healthcare system. Here's the thing with, like, uh, a lot of people may think it's an overreaction for the NBA to uh, close, the like, stop the whole season, po- postpone the whole season. But the reason for this, I was listening to uh, sports radio today. And they were saying that, uh, so the Utah Jazz, like you were talking about last night, yeah. the Utah the Jazz. Utah Jazz, Jerry. Yeah, that's the way you put it to me. Um, so they're, the Jazz's center, Rudy Gobert, um, he has he he has the disease, you know, the, the virus. And before he found out he had it, he was teasing with the media and like rubbing his hands and stuff on their uh, microphones, like as they were trying to interview him. And apparently the uh, team, like a bunch of teammates, came forward and said he was being just as careless and goofy uh, prior to that with all of their stuff. So he was going to each person's locker and rubbing himself all over their stuff prior to this. And then he found out he he had it. And that is absolutely ridiculous to me. Well, even if it's a joke, I get it. But that's obviously in a, a little bit of bad taste at the moment. Yeah, well, um, I, I think that's, in my point, that's the, all the people that are on Facebook being like, this is ridiculous, this is overreaction. That's what you're doing. So, yeah. Like, take so, it seriously. We're past the point of... So here's yeah. what, this is why the NBA did what they did, because what they what they had to look at is, so there was two people on the Utah Jazz that contracted the virus, and uh, their center, Rudy Gobert, did all of that stuff to the teammates, Well, then they had to figure out who the Utah Jazz played that night, which was like um, Atlanta or somebody. But then they had to figure out who Atlanta had played uh, after that or prior to that. And then they started going through the list, and it ended up being every NBA team was on the list that could have possibly contracted it. So they're like, well, I mean, they had no choice but to suspend the season right? because everybody was a potential risk. So... You know, I, d- I definitely don't blame their decision. That was the smart move. Because even if you think another team could have gotten it, it is your absolute fault if 
they spread it to somebody else, especially an arena full of people. Right. Like that's just not a crowd of it's two just or three unnecessary. people. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. And I think they, they made the right choice. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what the right choice is. I, I what I do know is it's going to have pretty terrible economic impact. And there's going to be a lot of uncomfortableness over the next three months. Yeah, there really in this is. this country. And that's sad. Unless for somehow the tides get turned here. But there's pretty much nobody saying that's going to happen. All the projections from basically every infectious disease expert and every doctor is here's, that this here's is going to be a widespread. Here's my question, though, is why, why doesn't it happen with influenza A or influenza B or whatever the influenza is in the year? Why doesn't that affect society as much as what this is, even though we know it's a severe you know, illness? Well, I mean, as far as I understand, um, and as far as we know, it's more communicable than the seasonal flu. So it's easier to pass, and it's about, I think it was two to three times easier to transmit. Okay. Uh, B, it's more deadly than the seasonal flu by per capita or per the numbers they have right now. However, I understand we don't know the accuracy of those numbers because we have no way of knowing the actual cases. No, we really don't, you know, especially th- from China. There might be, and we also, you know, there might be twice as many cases unreported as has been reported. If you only report the worst cases, then right. you're just going to show a higher death rate. But if there's a lot of people that... You know, we're, we haven't really tested it. We've only tested like 4,500 people in this country. Yeah. It's that's, crazy so low. Do you think they're going to start like mandatory testing? That's what they've done in uh, South Korea, and they've had some pretty good results with it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how we're going to have the ability to withstand this economically. But, I mean, we will. But it's going to be. It's going. We're going to live America with it America will prevail. Snarf. Snarf will lead, and we will prevail. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to continue on with our Snarf Madness, which we should do. Yeah, March Madness got canceled, but not Snarf Madness. No, March Madness ain't got shit on Snarf Madness, all right? That's enough of that. Everybody I know is sick of hearing about it. But, you know, it is, honestly, it's something that... um, It's something we had to touch on. It's concerning to me, but not in a level that, you know, it's a panic. Okay, real quick. What about kids? Nobody's ever talked about like kids getting this. Yeah, they have. They've they've talked about it quite I a bit. Haven't, I haven't seen anything or really looked into it. Um, they don't appear to get it um, very much at all. In fact, uh, for the most part, it's just not affecting kids. Is it? They're um, still transmitting the disease, though. Is it similar? Would it be similar to like an RSV? No, they're just not even getting symptoms. Really? For the most part, yeah. There okay. have been children with cases reported, but it's very rare. For the most part, children can contract it, transmit it, and get almost no symptoms from it. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a lot better because that's really all I worry about. Yeah. I mean, but you have a lot of elderly people in your life. Absolutely. Parents, grandparents. I mean, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not worried about that, but my immediate thought is like, crap, are the, can the kids get this? Because that's what I don't want to deal with. Yeah. No, for the most part, if you're uh, under, under 50 or 60 and healthy, you really don't have anything to worry about it from the virus. I mean, you're going to be way more affected by the economic impact and by the closures and the fact that your kids, if you have kids, their school's probably going to get shut down. Yeah. My niece goes to Duke. Uh, they just got shut down for the rest of the year. Uh, my nephew goes to U of I. They're extending spring break, and there's a pretty good chance they're not coming back. Yeah. 
And, you know, we've already both our high school and where our kids go to school have already said uh, they're preparing online classes. Yes. I don't know if we'll get to the point where they're going to shut down rural schools. I mean, we're, you know, we're not massively affected. At some point, right, once this gets past the point where everybody has this false belief that we can contain it. Yes. Everybody's going to have to go back to their normal life and just live with the fact that a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> that's insane but, to think about. But I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's a disease. I mean, it is what it is, yeah, right? It, we it, can't continue to live completely shut down once we're past the point of containment. Right. Well, and there's, I mean, we are past the point of containment. It's already spread across. Obviously not. 114 or 15 countries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess the thought right now, there's kind of like a containment. Containment in, but also in, slowing the healthcare curve of. I yeah. don't know if you've seen that graph that's going around, but I don't think I have. Um, I haven't been paying much attention to it because I've never really thought about. You know, it. it's like with shutdowns, the goal is really just to lengthen and and shorten the um, spikes. In the, recently, I felt like you've been becoming a doomsday prepper. No, I have not prepped anything. I haven't bought anything. In fact, I'm we're basically out of food and every <laughs> good in our house. Oh, okay. Well, good thing you farm. You can just grow. The it. really only thing I've thought about doing is buying fuel. Well, that's a good idea for the farm. Like, because I don't know. Right. If Still got a plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I can get my fuel and like my seed and stuff, like I'm good. Well, I don't. I don't have to see anybody in my life. <laughs> right. Well, except for me. Yeah. Except for Snarf. Uh, Snarf for the podcast. I don't have to see anybody except for my family. Right. I can do my job. Without yeah, public without ever getting involved with anyone. Yeah. Which sounds like a perfect life. Yeah, yeah. It's going to suck when uh, school gets shut down, but... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, let's start the second phase of round one for Snarf Madness. If you didn't listen last week, shame on you. Um, but we did the left side of the bracket um first we split the first round into two weeks because there's a lot of names there's a lot of people yeah so we did the east and west last week yes we are on to south and midwest south and midwest and also guys if you didn't list last week and this is your first um time maybe you don't even know what's going on um you can stop the podcast right now you can fill out a bracket and we'll still let you send it in as long as you just you know you like promise that you haven't uh cheated cheated which we will easily be able to tell, really, Correct. because if you get all of them right, um, you will be thrown in the garbage. And we also don't have any scoring updates because, A, we probably should wait till after the first round's complete, but, B, I don't even know that we're going to do that because it's a lot of work. Well, I mean, we have to like score we, them. Well, we're going to score them at the end, but, yeah. I mean, like, are we going to do weekly updates, like leaderboard things? I mean, just each round. Why don't we do it okay. each round? When well, we finish when a round. When we finish a round. We yeah. haven't finished this round. So when we finish round one, next week we'll say like, hey, here's who's leading round one. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, what did you think about this uh, side of the bracket? Uh, this, is, uh, this was a difficult one, I think. Um, there was a lot of people I would want to get into the second round, but... See, this one for me, this side was way easier than the other side. Really? Yeah. Uh, not so much. There was probably four or five matchups in the last side that I struggled with. This side, I didn't think I struggled with barely any. Um, yeah, there was like four. I'm a man of conviction, Jerry. There was about four or five that I struggled with this time, but um, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I guess. So first bracket is Shazam 
versus the Silver Surfer. Chris. So this is uh, like uh, uh, Zach Levi Shazam, right? Right, which used to be called Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Okay. Um, this one for me is one one of the easy ones because uh, it is Silver Surfer all the way for me. Nice. I've been a huge fan of the Silver Surfer my whole life. Um, I I like always love whenever the Silver Surfer comes up as a guest in anything. Yeah. Whether it be comics or cartoons or anything, and I just think it's a super cool, interesting character that I've always liked. Shazam, I pretty much had zero familiarity with until sure. that movie, which was a great movie. It was. It was really good. Um, and then also, uh, there's an animated Superman versus Shazam movie that's pretty good. Yes, I watched that. Yeah. So, but for me, yeah, it's easy. Uh, uh, Silver Surfer all day. Um, okay, I that doesn't surprise me. You're a Marvel guy, and uh, I know you like the Fantastic Four too. Maybe that'll come up later. We'll see. Um, I. Went with Shazam. Ooh. Because I... Because you're a DC whore. I am a DC whore. And I do... I honestly like Shazam better than Superman. I don't have a fondness for Superman all, all that much. Um, I like Shazam's character better. I, too, did not really have any like idea about Shazam uh, until the movie. But I took a little bit of a deep dive into his uh, world when the movie came out. After I saw the movie. Have I you really read any it. comics? I did. I went oh, back wow. and read some of the comics from the 90s. Um, and then there were some in the 2000s that I have heard that were really good. I enjoyed them. Um, I've read about his backstory quite a bit. I've never done that with Silver Surfer. I saw him in the movie. Yeah. That was it. Didn't really catch me in the movie. He's a, her- I, a herald of Galactus. Yeah. Enslaved. Yeah. I heard, yep. I heard, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he surfs the silver. Yeah, I don't know. I always like the silver surfer, but yeah, I could, I could, it could go either way, really. For me, I mean, um, I did like that one movie. Answer me one question, since you have more knowledge of Shazam than I do. Yes, it was my understanding that Shazam, Shazam is a there, okay. There's a child, correct? Billy Batson. Billy when Batson. He says Shazam, Shazam. He turns into Shazam. Mm-hmm. All right, but in my understanding, is in the comics. They're two separate individuals. So Billy Batson is one individual, and Shazam appears but as a completely different individual. No, it's opposite of that. It's so that's the way they kind of portray it in the in the movie. They portray it as like Billy Batson is Shazam, like he's within right. the character. In the comic books, at least the ones that I've read, I haven't read all of them, and what I've read about Shazam. When Billy Batson says Shazam, he turns into Shazam. Billy Batson is no more. That's like, what I mean. Does, That's does what I said. In the comics, they're two separate individuals. Oh, yes. Yeah. He but like, in the movie, they didn't do that. No, they didn't. He's like, he does not exist. Shazam is his own complete person, but Billy Batson is not a physical person anymore. He like right. disappears. Shazam comes about, does his thing, and then if he, if he says his name again, Billy Batson appears. Do you know what the acronym Shazam stands for? I do. And I can't, I'm never going to say it on like right now. It's like, it's the Greek speed. No. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's like all the, the Greek strength here. of, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Strength of Hercules. Yeah, that's um, one of them. Yeah. Something of Zeus. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. And they changed that midway through, um, this character's like, uh, run because Captain Marvel and Marvel was an issue. 
So they got rid of the whole Captain Marvel in DC. Uh, Shazam stands for Solomon. I think it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, um, something of, it just says the people, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury. Nice. Yeah. He, he's good. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'd say, I, I should, I, I'd be interested to get more into the character for sure. I thought it was really good. There's some really good stories of him. I like Zach Levi. He's Levy, very good. Levi. Levi. I like Zachary Chuck. Levi. I was a big Chuck's Chuck a very fan. good show. It's like an incredible show. Yeah. Whatever happened to the girl that was in Chuck? Because she was. I don't. I was a big her. fan of hers. I'd have to look her up. Yeah. All right. Our second matchup here is um, Spawn versus Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> You're a Harry wizard. Um, why don't you go ahead and go first? Um, this is easy for me. I picked Spawn. Really? I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Not never have been. I know they're good movies. Like I get it. Um, and I've heard the books are absolutely amazing. This is like the one because the, every other one in here is a comic book character. I'm not sure about Harry Potter. They changed the world. Um, He's a literary I, character. He is. But I'm I'll sure there's it. a Harry Potter comic book, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. I would assume so. Anyway. If they aren't capitalizing on that market, they're stupid. You can wax poetic about Spawn now. Yes. So Spawn, I really enjoy. I The first um, incarnation that I had ever seen of Spawn was the movie in the 90s. I believe it was 97 or 96. Was it Michael Jai White? Yes, Michael Jai White. Uh, and John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo was uh, the clown. Yeah. Or what, what was the... He turned into the... Uh, it starts with a V. The Vindicator, or no? Yeah, it's something like that. Vindicator yeah. or Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, he turns into a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool monster, though. I think it looks amazing. I love the story of Spawn. I really like it. I think Violator, the Violator. Violator, that's what it is. So when I was a kid, I had the whole back alley setup of Spawn um, that came out with the movie. I had the characters... Like, and there was a little elevator you could, you know, pick the characters up with. That was fun. And you got little garbage cans you could knock over with your toys. I loved it. I played with those Spawn characters forever. I had the big Violator. I had the little clown. Obviously, I had Spawn. Speaking of that, they have Spawn toys from the 90s in the packages. In uh, There's one, anyway, at the flea market in Mazan for like a buck. Really? Yeah. I should go get those. It's just like one. There's one. It's a one. It's like a monster. Um, but then the art that is in these comic books is like above all else. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Um, he's just drawn so like vividly and intense to me. I love those dark, intense, brooding type characters. Yeah. And that's Spawn. Like, <coughs> he's crazy. I'm not a big horror fan, but I don't necessarily consider like all of it horror no um he's just awesome to me i think he's just an awesome character i mean i love spawn as well uh todd mcfarlane um creation he was uh have have you watched him on instagram oh yeah he has like instagram tv where he'll just sit there and draw on his computer it's all digital art but gosh it's amazing to watch him and he's one of the greatest comic book artists of all time i mean a hugely popular before spawn for spider-man yep um and he draws on spider-man's style a lot in, in spawn you can tell it's um it's 
similar. Mm-hmm. In fact, so similar. I think the Spawn 300 cover recently yes. that came out was uh, it was literally like the a Spider-Man, of the Spider-Man, 3, Man Amazing Spider-Man 300 cover. Yeah, um, it was really cool. But um, yeah, it's a great character. I love the he's Hell Spawn, right? So I love the Hell aspect to it. Yeah. So he like sold his soul. He yeah. like burnt to death and sold his soul to the devil to do his bidding and. Um, he doesn't really like right. he always rebels. So, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, at the birth of, he was at the birth of Image Comics, um, the greatest, one of the greatest things that ever happened to comic books. Yes. And he's the only surviving original book, right? That's it. And That's one the of only the long, one. And the longest running image book and a very long running title in general. Uh, so I love uh, Spawn. My favorite, probably, iteration of that would be the animated. Show. I think it was either on oh, HBO. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I forgot about that. Um, it was either on HBO or MTV, one of those two. And that came like the early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, this one's easy. I got to go Harry Potter all day long. I figured. Got to give it to the Harry Potter man. No, you don't. Yeah. No, I'm a huge. I know you are. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I've read all the books. I love the books. Yeah. I love the movies. I love everything about it. I have Harry Potter underwear. Do you have your own, uh, what is that thing called? Staff? A wand. Wand. That's what it's called. <laughs> I don't have a wand yet. I'm waiting until I go You didn't to, get a um, wand? Until I go to Universal Studios and get a real one. I thought that's, what, weren't you just there? Ollivander's wand shop. You never went to the whole Harry Potter Not yet. World? No, I haven't gone yet. And I can't wait to go. And I'm not going to go wow. buy some wand because if I go there, the wand chooses the wizard. What kind of fan Harry, are you? The wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> I know. That's what I hear. That's what uh, they tell me. No, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I I, I can't not go with I, I'm a fan of Spawn, but not even, no, it's I not get even it. in the same realm of universe for me. Yeah. Okay. And I don't read Spawn. I've, I don't think to this date I don't, I've ever read a Spawn comic. No, you never have. I have a couple that I bought because the covers were cool, but I, I've never really read Give them. Give me them. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, next one, The Incredibles versus Rorschach. If you're not familiar with Rorschach, he is the weird face guy in uh, the, Watchmen. the Watchmen. Yes. Probably the main character. He is. This is the one that I had a real, I had a diff, I had a difficult pick here. Okay. This I one, love both characters. Well, we can start with me. This one was uh, easy for me. Oh, Rorschach for me. Really? Yes. That surprises me. I love The Incredibles, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, um, for me, I mean, The Watchmen was one of the most impactful books, comic books of all time that I've ever read. Um, Had a huge impact on me. Um, And unlike previously on the other side, no, we did Dr. Manhattan. I was never, that's not a character that really reached out at me too much, but Rorschach being kind of the main character of the book, um, to an extent, I guess, I don't know if you could say that fully, but... I mean, he kind of is. Um, you know, you definitely feel more connected to him as a character. And I also love the iteration of Rorschach from the Zack Snyder movie. Um, and the guy who plays him. Uh, yes. Fantastic. It so, is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, for me, that's where I went. Um, I'm looking up uh, some quotes real quick. Some quotes from Rorschach? Um, yes, because I also picked Rorschach. Oh, wow. I did not expect so, that at all from you. Really? No, I, so I, I for sure thought you were going Incredibles. I absolutely love Incredibles, and that's why it was really hard for me. But, man, this dirty, grimy dude just gets me. I don't know why. <laughs> and I have nothing to relate to him. But um, 
I need to find that quote. There is a quote that he has in the movie that I've just always loved. And it's like, he talks about like, um, you know, the people will scream for help and I'll say no. Yeah. And I love it. He's like sitting in a, in a window sill and just that dude that plays that character really brought him to life. Like he took who was inside of those books and legitimately brought him to life. I don't know why anybody like shits on that movie. Cause I think it's good. I, I know they missed, a, they skipped some things out of the book and, but how can you like legitimately take the Watchmen and put it into a movie that isn't six hours long? Right. You know, you can't do it. I think they condensed it well. And I think out of all of them, the Rorschach character is like spot on. It's the, epit- yeah, and it's the epitome of the book. First it off. Is. I mean, that is the theme, the tone of the book. It's the best character. He's got the best lines. It's uh, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, save us. Yeah. And I'll look down and whisper. No. Yeah. But the way he says it, like his evil growl. He's just, it's just so great character. good. It's just the best. It is. So we both pick Rorschach on that one. Okay. Yeah. I, and honestly, I thought you were going to go Incredibles too. I didn't think you'd pick Rorschach because you're not the dirty, grimy, like, doom Sometimes, and doom guy. But uh, <laughs> that reminds me of a meme I saw today. <laughs> okay. I got a meme that was uh, uh, something about uh, if you've ever been to this place, you, got, you don't have to worry about coronavirus. And it's a picture of the lamplighter sign from... <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing that a lot in Juliet too with the cellar. There's the cellar that's right off 53. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know about it. I've been there. Do you, no way. Have you really? I've been everywhere. Jeez. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been everywhere. Don't brag about that. Uh, anyway, no. The Incredibles, I like The Incredibles a lot. They always say it's the uh, best Fantastic Four story ever told. I take exception to that, but. You do? Um, I agree with it. Brad Bird nailed it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Okay, the next one is Wolverine and Hawkeye. Yeah, this is the hardest one for me in the world. <laughs> well, I know that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know we both picked Wolverine. We absolutely both pick Wolverine. If you didn't pick Wolverine, I don't want to ever see you or speak to you again. Yeah, Wolverine, um, I mean, I, first of all, I don't have a huge experience. Uh, my biggest and best, I'll start with Hawkeye. My biggest and best experience with Hawkeye has Matt been on Fraction. the Matt Fraction comic yep. book run, which I'm going to tell you right now is absolutely unbelievable. Right. It's an unbelievably good book, and not for the reasons why you think it's great. It's not even really, it's like a genre bending, right? So it's not really a superhero story. It's more just about this dude that happens to be. I wouldn't even say superhero, but a hero. No, like involved with heroes. Yeah, living like his normal life. It's just a great book. I definitely recommend anyone. It's probably one of my top picks for new readers. Definitely check it out. Um, but, I mean, Wolverine is, if you notice on the Snarf uh, stickers or logos, yes. we have a little stamp in the corner. Um, it says 181. 181. This is a reference uh, to Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk 181, which is to be the full, first uh, appearance of Wolverine. So... I'm that's a big a little, fan of the character. That's a little inside baseball. Maybe that'll be a trivia question that we could give an award to. Yeah. Oh, that's a good prize to. Um, all the best stories have been written about Wolverine. Wolverine gets the best writers. <laughs> he gets the best stories. He gets the best artists. Uh, and that character is amazing. 
Yeah. Um, and the, he's got a huge backstory, like huge, incredible. And backstory. all the iterations, I mean, uh, from old man, Logan to Savage Wolverine to, uh, you know, the X-Men comics and just that he's one, been done uh, every single way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, there's that one story just, I think it's just called Wolverine, right? Where he's in Japan. Oh, with the, uh, with the lady. is it? Um, yes. Isn't it just Wolverine? It's I just a so. one story. It was by Frank Miller, right? Yeah, it's just a one shot. Gosh, that's no, it's a, a graphic novel. I have or a that's graphic right. novel. That's I have it on Comicsology. Unbelievable. It, I think a lot of the movie, though, Wolverine was based on that comic. It was. You could tell. It it didn't uh, encompass it the way I would no, have liked. It's different, but but gosh, that that book is unbelievable. Um, but Old Man Logan, it's really come good on, too, man. Old man and Logan's if you don't amazing. know, uh, the movie Logan was based, which is the best Wolverine movie probably by far, was based on Old Man Logan, the yep. comic book series, loosely kind of. They uh, didn't go with like any, you know, hillbilly baby hulks or anything. Another main character but, in that is Hawkeye. Yes, and Hawkeye is the interaction between Wolverine and Hawkeye is unbelievable. So check it out really Old is. Man Logan. I would say another great comic for new readers. It really is. Um, also, why I love him is because he's short. He's like five yes. three in the comic. You books. know, uh, you can't portray that in the movies. I get it. Nobody wants to see like a five foot little gremlin running around and you know clawing people. But even though he uh, is. huge Jackman is like six two. I know. That's what I'm saying. They've portrayed him as a larger uh, person when in, he is not. He's actually a very short uh, mutant. Um, almost, I think Bob Hoskins that was, like was a fan supposed pick. to play him. Um, in, uh, in 1989, an X-Men movie was in the works, and yeah. they wanted to get Bob Hoskins. And he that, would be, he, he'd be interesting. Mm, yeah, stick with Roger. Um, they there was talks of Mel Gibson at one time, Keanu Reeves at one time, all different kind of people. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, they're gonna obviously have a new Wolverine someday. Uh, they yeah, they already said Kevin Feige already said that they're gonna have a Wolverine. Yeah, so you know, in, I mean, as soon the as they can get, soon. they will have a new Wolverine as soon as they can uh, get enough money together to pay Viggo Mortensen to do it. That would be sweet. I love Vigo Morgan. He's getting a little old, though. Who cares? It's hard to envision anybody other than Hugh Jackman. It really is. and He has played that character, what, 12, 15 times? I mean, an unbelievable amount of times. I don't know if I want a really young Wolverine. No, there. well, there isn't really such a thing. That's what I mean. I don't think I want a young character to play him. I say Wolverine's got to be in his, what, 50s, 40s? Perpetually. 40s, maybe? Yeah, all the time. I'm sure Hugh Jackman was probably in his... Early 40s when he started playing that character. Yeah, now he's like 60, isn't he? I don't know. So that's a good one, uh, easy one. Um, okay, so next. the next one was is Moon Knight and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Moon Knight and Martian Manhunter. Uh, so I, I just recently um, started, I, I read a couple Martian Manhunter books, and I started like uh, looking into him a lot. And seeing like what he was about, because I haven't ever been a huge Martian Manhunter fan by any means. He's been involved with the Justice League for a long time and things like that. You know, he's a pretty main character in the DC world. Um, uh, good old, what's his name? John Jones. And one of the most powerful. He's so incredibly powerful. And normally I would go for that, but Moon Knight, man, that's who I picked. 
That character is amazing. I want to be involved with everything Moon Knight does. I think the story is really cool. Um, how he gets possessed. And I think is they end up putting him in a suit at one point, uh, just a all white suit with like a, you know, a white mask, but it's like almost like a tied back bandana kind of looks like a Cholo. And, uh, I love it. I love everything about it. He's dark, doomy, gloomy. Oh He's yeah. Like the, the Batman esque, uh, character of Marvel. And yeah, I like him way better. Yeah. Than Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter doesn't stand out to me. I know he's a really good character. I know he's had a really good story. I'm just a Moon Knight guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have uh, ultimately huge familiarity with either um, character, I would say, to an extreme amount. I probably have more, um, more, I've read more and seen more of Martian Manhunter over the years mm-hmm. um, just because he is such a prominent character. Yes. In the Justice League, for the most part, uh, it's a really cool character. Um, just not one that's ever really interested me all, all that much. Yeah, Moon Knight, on the other hand, which I haven't read a ton of Moon Knight, but I've read quite a bit. I used to collect it back in the when I was in college. Yep, and we've been looking for it. Yeah, well, um, we didn't at C two E two, but we should have. It's that's a, your fault. It's a great, great, fun character. It hasn't probably had, you know, I don't know if it's had the amount of stories. That but, Martian Manhunter's had, but... Oh, no, not by any means, I don't think. Um, but but listen, listen up. If you are going to collect Martian Manhunter, you need to do it now before the show comes out. You mean out. Moon Knight? Or, yeah, a Moon Knight. If you're going to be a Moon Knight collector... It's probably past that fan, time. <laughs> really? You think so? Yeah. I think now is your only opportunity to start grabbing I've been trying books. to buy uh, that book Werewolf for by the, Night? Uh, yeah, 52, right? Yeah. Uh, the first appearance of Moon Knight. I've been trying to buy that for about five years. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. No, I know that book you're not going to get, but there are other Moon Knight books that you could snag before that show comes out that are going to go through the roof. But it is basically um, Marvel's straight-up rip-off of Batman. Yeah, that's how it started. And there's a different backstory with him. But Yeah, he's kind of got multiple personality disorder. Correct. Um, he's, but also, he's a rich billionaire Correct. who dresses up at, by night. And But he kind of changes his persona, and everything yeah. about him kind of changes. And he actually has some powers, unlike Batman. So Yeah. Um, great character. I'm going with Moon Knight too, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with Moon Knight as well, just because it is such a badass character. With he him. really he, is. The look and the art and the I looks want, is great. And I was trying to be him for Halloween last year, oh, that'd be and cool. I couldn't find any. I was going to make a costume because yeah. it really wouldn't be that hard. And I was looking it up at what people have done. I just didn't. I always prepare for Halloween about the day before Halloween. Yeah. And I just didn't have time to put anything together. So I didn't either. I was I was busy with the coronavirus and stuff. Last Halloween. October, yeah, I was way ahead of the curve. Wow! All wow. right, our next one: Nightwing, Green Arrow. A bit of a biggie. Here. It is a biggie for you, maybe. I mean, no, I I, I know what I'm doing. So you go ahead you and do? go first. Okay. Um, I'm not a big Green Arrow fan, but I love me a Nightwing. I think Nightwing's an incredible character. I've read a lot of Nightwing. I like his suit a lot better. I don't care about bows and arrows. Okay? Do you understand me? Apparently. Um, I, I literally just haven't been a Green Arrow fan as much, and I think that's why I haven't taken to the show. It just, as silly as it sounds, because you talk about superheroes and their powers and whatnot, I think it's silly to shoot a bow at people. 
Like, I just think it's silly. That's why I don't really care for uh, a Hawkeye that much either. There's so much you can do with a bow that you can't do with a gun, though. I don't like, I mean, I don't think superheroes should use guns either. None Trick of them really arrows? Do. Come on. I know. I just don't, uh, eh, it's just not my thing. You know, I want a superhero to be, ha- to have like physical altercation and not shoot people. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. So Nightwing, I mean, Nightwing throws stuff at you, but. Yeah, he's got batons. Yeah, but he's beating the crap out of you. Yeah, he's a he's brawler. Just, you know, bludgeoning you to Old death. Old Dick Grayson. Gold Dick. Yeah, come get it, Dick. Grayson. Um, I also went with Nightwing here. Um, You did? Huge Nightwing fan, always have been. I didn't think you would be. Um, No, I've always been a huge Nightwing fan. Uh, I guess I didn't know that. It's probably one of my favorite DC characters. Um, I've read a lot of Nightwing. I've read a lot of Nightwing in Batman, but Mm -hmm. I've also read a lot of standalone Nightwing. I love the interactions between Nightwing and Batman. Absolutely. I, I will say out of the gate, though, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit before, uh, Dick Grayson is not my favorite Robin by a long stretch. Right. Uh, but he's a way better Nightwing, and he knows that, and that's why he's Nightwing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he has been Batman, too. He has been Batman. Uh, my favorite iteration of Nightwing? Oh, man, that's hard to say. Um, I don't even know. I don't know. But he's really fun to play in the Arkham games. Oh, he's incredible to play yeah. in the Arkham games. Those games, he's very general, acrobatic, like the best. and he's a brawler. Yes, Green Arrow, also a character I love. I love the show Arrow. It's my favorite of the CW shows. Um, I also absolutely love the Kevin Smith graphic novel Quiver, and I would highly recommend everybody read that. It's um, what reborn or rebirthed the character yeah. of Green Arrow. Literally brought it from the ashes to literally. A prominence. Prominency, prominency. Uh, but he's never going to stand up to Nightwing. No, no way, no, no way, no way. And I really want to watch Titans on DC app, but I haven't watched much of it. Oh yeah, I've never watched. Any I've watched of it, a couple actually. episodes, but Fudge Batman. So um, is That's... that is Dick Grayson your favorite Robin? Um, didn't we talk about that? Yeah, but I don't remember. Um, who did I pick? No, didn't I? T- didn't I pick? Um, I was being argumentative. I think. Um, did you pick Jason Todd? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the time I picked Jason. Nobody Todd. likes Jason Todd. I mean, I do like the character Jason Todd. I think it's fun. Ah uh, man, uh, I would say Damian Wayne or Tim Drake. All um, right. Yeah, Damian Wayne would probably be by far the best. I yeah. think he likes to get stabby stabby with people, Oof, doesn't he? <laughs> Um, our next matchup here is Hellboy versus Captain Marvel. So this one, uh, I think I'm going to throw some people for a loop here. Okay. Um, what'd you pick? I went with Hellboy. I've, uh, always been a big fan of Hellboy, the movies and the comic books. I love anything about hell. Um, except for Spawn, obviously. No, I, I do like Spawn too. I like hell and I also like, uh, Things that are about that, yeah, demons, things like that. Yes, but I also like the aspect of that show that it's or that the comics and of the movies that are very like, I don't want to say steampunkish, but uh, they got a certain visual are. style to them that I really think is awesome. And Mike Mignola is a freaking genius. Yes, he is. is. So I'm a big fan of Hellboy. That's what I went with. Uh, I too went with Hellboy. 
Why was, would it? Uh, no, I. You were trying the, to throw us for a loop about was, throwing us for a loop. I was. See that Inception loop. I don't know that uh, much about Captain Marvel, to be honest. So, Other than the movie, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, I mean, I like that character. I think she can be really great. Um, she's very powerful. That's awesome. I haven't kept up on the comics, but apparently, is it Kelly Sue DeConnick? Yes, she's the right now. Apparently, Captain Marvel is the is what you need to be reading. Well, I talked since, about it a little bit. And since about 2012, right? When they kind of rebooted the character back then. Yeah, but it's completely different right now because she's oh. not necessarily good anymore. Right. Because she's been possessed by an otherworldly thing. Of um, course. You know, kind of. it's kind of like the Dark Phoenix, but it's not Dark Phoenix. Um, uh, or like Phoenix Force is what I meant. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Hellboy, such a better character. I love those movies. Such an, I didn't uh, care for the newest movie that came out, um, and I honestly haven't read a ton of comic books about them. Uh, I have read some. I've seen a lot of them. I just think the character is awesome. I love, I mean, um, what's his name? Ron, uh, Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking of Neil Peart instead of Ron Perlman. But yeah, the drummer from Rush is also Hellboy. Um, Ron Perlman was literally born to be Hellboy. Don't you think? Yeah. I think he's incredible. Yeah, he's good. I, I, for me, it goes back to the comics. I have read a lot of Hellboy comics. I like the movies, mostly because of Guillermo del Toro and his yeah. visual style. Uh, but the comics, are they're so inventive and they're so imaginative that I, I, like just, it. I really enjoy it. It's, it's very also probably great comic for comics for new readers if you like oh uh, yeah i would agree if with you that. like darker type things monsters mm-hmm. things like that you would love hellboy who doesn't love a good monster a monster story monster it was a mash. mash it was a monster mash it was a mash it was a monster no, <laughs> it episode. was a graveyard smash <laughs> i don't know this <laughs> you don't? Ah, oh, man. I could sing the whole thing. Um, uh, All right. Let's n- go to the next one. Big one. Rick. You can't protect a Rick. No. You skipped one. The biggest one on the screen. Oh, I missed it. Uh, Batman versus John Constantine. I tried to do it with a British accent. That's terrible. Work. No, that was <laughs> not good. Um, man, I really like John Constantine. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody knows we both picked Batman here. But I want to say John Constantine is one of my favorite characters he is in incredible. all of comic books. I absolutely love it. Before aforementioned, I talked about liking yeah. demons and hell, anything to do with like oh, angels boy. and demons and uh, you know those worlds oh, fighting. And John, uh, John Constantine is amazing. He's at the forefront of fighting a demon. He is literally one of my favorite comic book characters of all time, and it sucks that he has to go up against Batman. It really does. But it, he did. He did go against him. Um, yeah, like you said, the character's awesome. He uh, peeks his nose in with Daredevil in the new run. Oh, really? A little bit, uh, which was cool. He's great with Swamp Thing. Um, he's great in, um, what's that movie? DC Dark, uh, DC Dark movie. Justice League Dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of I, course. I didn't know you were talking about animated. I was yeah, like, of course, the Keanu Reeves <clears throat> movie. I love it. Yeah, and I did watch some of the show, but I haven't seen all of it. You know, I never did watch it, but apparently a lot of people liked it because there was like a big petition to get it back. People like that show. And it did come back. So, yeah. Um, yeah and really they're, they're still making movies with that same guy, like was made it? for TV type movies. Yeah, didn't he do something? Did he get into Preacher at all? 
I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't be together. I I thought he made a. Uh, he a, did make some cameos on other shows. Yeah, he uh, made cameos other, on a lot of other, other shows. CW shows. Okay. I think. Um, anyway, yes, great Bat, character. Bat Batman, Batman wins. wins. Obviously, if you've listened to this show at all, you know I'm absolutely obsessed with Batman. If I could, I would uh, leave my life and become him. Yeah. Um, or if I found a man that was like Batman, I'd probably just live with him. You know, <laughs> I'd let him wrap his big arms around me and I'd touch his cowl. <laughs> I just would love it. I'd love to be around him. Let me give you this difficult proposition here. What's mm-hmm. your favorite iteration of Batman? Oh my gosh. How do I nail that down? Um, you can only pick one. I can pick one? One. Your favorite iteration. I can't do that right now. Just You're putting me on the go, spot. Go, like, go. You got to go. You got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. What's the first thing that crosses your mind? Uh, the first thing that crosses my mind is uh, death in the family. Okay. The uh, death in the family. The death of the family. The, which one? The first one or the new one? The new one. Okay. Death of the family. Okay. It's weird. I mean, I, this is changes all the time, by the it way. It constantly changes. But then again, Death in the Family is also really good. Yeah, my favorite iteration probably still has to be Court of Owls. Um, it's just such a good run. I mean, yeah, Court of Owls. Or we can just say the whole Scott Snyder run. How about that? The it's new the 52 same Scott it's Snyder It's the same run. Batman. Right, so. it's the same Batman. So yeah. that that is my favorite iteration. Yeah, of course, I love I love Court of Owls, too. Dark Knight but Returns. I, I just love the Joker so much, so that... That Batman working, you know, against the Joker and thinking that he's killing is basically his family, the only family that he has. And oh my gosh, I also love Year One. It gets me. Yeah, Year One's Year One's really. All right, so that one's Batman. So um, we were basically agreement on everything on that South bracket, except for Um, Harry Potter and Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, this is getting crazy. It is getting crazy, isn't it? You uh, told me we were going to be wildly different on this side. I hope we don't have the same freaking brackets. No, basically. we don't already. We're already different. All right, our next matchup. We're down to the Midwest. We got Get Protector Rick. Get Protector Rick. Rick Grimes. From The Walking Dead. Versus The Atom. The Atom. Played by Brandon Routh Brandon on the show. Routh. <laughs> Are you just going to say everything I say? Yes. Um, played by Brandon <laughs> Routh on uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow. If that's probably He was also Superman. Uh, yeah. And uh, probably where most people are familiar from him. But a long, long, long run in the comics um, that I don't know that much about, to be honest. But there is one great book, um, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but the Atom defeats uh, Darkseid. Yes, and he goes in his ear. Yeah, he goes inside of his head, his brain, mm-hmm. and actually talks to him from the inside, and then he expands out, right? And like, yes, but he and he gets in his ear, and you don't know what he says to him, or he says something about like, um, "Do you fear death?" No, no, Isn't he it? he is having a conversation with death, right? Who? Yes, and he, Dark Side is. No, 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 no. The Adam is before he. Oh yeah. No. Somebody is. I know. It's confusing. We'll have to look it up. We'll look it up and get back to you because it's really cool. Um, I have the book in my house. I've, oh, you do? Yeah, I have the book. I've Let read me it. have it. Okay. <laughs> it's a graphic novel. and um, Well, it's a trade paperback. Okay. 
Um, anyway, he asks death a question before he yes. dies. That's right. And uh, you don't get the answer to it. You don't no. know what the question is. Yeah, Darkseid finds out that the atom is inside of him already because they were having a battle. And yeah, and death. Like, it isn't Darkseid that has a conversation. It's the atom that has a conversation with death. But the atom's not dying. Well, he must have died. I don't know. I don't know, bud. I don't no, know. No, I think it's dark side. Look it up. We have to finish. We have to figure this out because it's such a great story, and we'll figure it out for next week because okay. we don't have time. So, all right. So, my pick was Rick Grimes, The Walking Rick Dead. Rick Grimes, Coral, Coral, Coral. <laughs> I was gonna say you can't protect him, Coral, Coral. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I love Rick Grimes uh, from the comics. I've read that comic since basically the beginning. Um, I wish I had Walking Dead number one, which is worth like ten grand, but I don't. Um, yeah, that but would I be love awesome. that character from the comics. I love that character from the TV show. My favorite iteration probably would be the comics, although they're very similar, um, right? And divergent at times. Um, the Adam, I, I just don't really have a history enough with, I mean, I've lived with Rick Grimes in my life for 10 odd, 15 years. Yeah, I get I it. I don't know anything about the Adam. So, uh, other than he's a knockoff Ant-Man. So this is, this was super hard for me because I don't really care for either. Of them. You can protect her. Uh, Rick. I don't like the walking dead. This have you read the comics? Very un- I have never read a single comic. That's the problem. I, I agree with you. I've never read a single comic. I'm not. I used to be into zombies. You know, I used to be into it and that story. But it's not about zombies. It's about humans. I get it. I know. We don't need to get into it. I just have not. I've never read a book of uh, Walking Dead, and I just wasn't a huge fan of the show after the third season. Um, and I just don't. I, honestly, on the show, I didn't really care for Rick. So I went with the Adam. There you go. And only because of that story of him going in his ear and killing him and talking to death. That single story is what sticks out in my mind about the Adam. I think he is a fun character on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I like Brandon he Ralph is, he is. portraying him. Um, it is a big ripoff of Ant Man, but. Or I'm, maybe it's the other way around. I don't I th- know. I think it, it, it actually is the other way around, I think. But. Uh, I'm not sure, but th- yeah, I haven't read much about the Adam either. So it was two people like two unpopular picks for me. Um, and, but that's the way the bracket goes, you know? So I picked the Adam. That's them's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. Next one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Ghostbusters. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ghostbusters. Shell. Ninja Turtle Power. (laughs) Um, Well, this is a difficult one because I'm a huge fan of both. You are, aren't you? And I've been a huge fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Since I was a youngish young child, a young lad, I yes. had the sheets. TMNT. We saw a man yes. at C2E2 that I have a picture of, and I will throw it up, 
of the sheets that Chris, the legitimate sheets. Yeah, like the 1988 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sheets that everybody had. Chris gave him his sheets, and the man made a t-shirt This guy had made a button-down collared shirt out of those sheets. Yeah, it was incredible. I have a picture. I'll throw it on social media um, so you guys can see it, but it's an unbelievable shirt. Yeah. And whoever made it for him, maybe he made it on his own. I don't know, but uh, maybe they made a shirt. They probably did. You know, I don't know. It was a popular betting set. It was a pretty incredible shirt, and Chris lost it over it. (laughs) Well, I loved the cartoon when I was a kid. I loved the movies as I grew up. Um, I didn't watch the new Michael Bay ones. Um, No, I did watch one of them. I I, I watched some of the cartoons now, and they're very good. Yeah. Um, I haven't read a ton of comics, but I've read some. Um, But I'm a huge fan overall of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so always have been. But I'm also a huge fan of Ghostbusters, and I always have been. I loved the two, both the cartoons, the real Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters. Um, And I absolutely love the movies. And for me, I want Ghostbusters all day long. Yeah, all day long. You say, but not even close. Oh my gosh! I did not go with Ghostbusters. I went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Oh yeah, I'm a way bigger fan of the Turtles than I am Ghostbusters. I like Ghostbusters. I think it's great. I love the movies, but I've never read a comic of them. Um, I did watch the cartoon, uh, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've read the comic books of them. I've read the recent, uh, not all of it, but I have read the recent. Um, run of Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. Yeah, and there's a car, uh, animated movie too. And it's I see I haven't seen the movie yet, but I need to get in it. There's but, um I've always been There's a crossover comic running right now, I believe that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. But I I've just love them. I love the movies as a kid. I just rewatched those movies all over again from the 90s. They're fun. I still love them. They're fun. They're great movies. They're incredibly fun. I think my favorite part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that it's a, um, it's like a, I don't want to say parody. It is, kind of. But it's like they took it, so many a, elephant, ele, elephants, elements from Daredevil when they wrote the comic. Yes. Eastman and Laird wrote the comic literally in their garage because they, right. it was an indie comic that they printed in their garage. I was a... I was a huge fan of the video game too. Oh yeah, I got that video. I played game on an arcade game. Yes. It's going to be in our podcast studio pretty I, soon. I've played the arcade game, but I played uh, the Game Boy version of of uh, TMNT. There was a bunch of them. So much. Was but, it the one where you walk around in the streets and then go down? Yes. And yeah, that was the and fight everything, and the rats would come at you, and then yeah, that was the first the one I think. And then you know you rock steady and bebop. You had to fight and shredder, obviously. Towards the end, and then in uh, Crane, 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 Crane. Um, gosh, I just loved that. I played hours and hours of that game on a Game Boy forever. I just, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's also a really fun Ghostbusters uh, video game too. Never played it. All right, so uh, we diverge. We did for the second time. Both of those, both of those in that bracket are different for yeah. us. That's a big one. Uh, for the next one, this one was kind of difficult for me too. Uh, Mystique versus Thor. Um, not difficult for me at all. I don't really care for the Mystique character. <laughs> Thor, I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. So you picked Mystique. I picked, no, Thor. Don't even, 
don't even get me started. I also picked Thor. Yes. He's a far superior character in the world of comic books, and I will fight whoever says otherwise. I would disagree on the front for... No, I wouldn't. I'm just yeah. um, Thor is amazing. I wasn't a huge fan of Thor before Chris Hemsworth, before... Um, I agree. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, to be honest. I, it's not that I wasn't a fan. I just didn't know that much about him. Um, and that take on that character and how much it's changed from Thor 1, which I loved, but how much that character has changed all the way to Thor Ragnarok, yes, which is one of the best Marvel movies of all time, um, is amazing. Chris Hemsworth has done a fantastic job. And they've all done a good job in allowing him to bring his humor to the character. Um, so I love it. And I've been reading comics now since, um, since then. Yeah. And they're great. Yes, they are. Um, and I've, you know, I read the comics for Thor. I mean, I read a lot. Incidentally, he's a character in all the comics. Right. He's all over the place. You know, he's one of the oldest comic book characters, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, he's been around, he's been around for a long time. time. But I remember reading a lot of Thor stuff back in the Civil War in the mid 2000s because I was collecting a lot of those times. Uh, it's a fun character, uh, but Mystique I've always liked uh, quite a bit as well. Um, in the movies, particularly, I love Jennifer Lawrence. She's fine, and um, Rebecca Romaine, Romaine Stamos. Stamos was wasn't she? Yeah, Mystique. she was in the beginning. It's a good character. It's a nuanced character. It's an anti-hero. Yes, it's a good character. It is a good character, and she does have a good story. And I understand, you know, it's neat. It's fine. It just nothing that caught my attention like Thor does. Yeah, you're talking about a A list right. versus a B list character. C, not C. You don't uh, think C? C, yeah, yeah. I think it's C because she's more of a villain. She is. I mean, they've kind of transmuted her into a hero because they got Jennifer Lawrence to play her. Right. But for the most part, it's a villain. And she's definitely a villain. Isn't she Nightcrawler's mom? In the comic books, I think so. Yeah, I yes. think so. Yeah, they don't do that in the movies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we both picked Thor. We did. This is where we're going to diverge. Fantastic Four and Optimus Prime. What did you pick? I picked Optimus Prime. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. How could you? Because How I- could you, Jerry? The first family of comics. Yeah, you can pick them. That's fine. I've never been a big fan of Fantastic Four. Uh, I've never wanted to read a comic book. I started reading a comic book of theirs once, and I was like, hmm, this is boring, and I don't care for it. Incredibles is better uh, than the Fantastic Four in my world. Uh, But I picked Optimus Prime because Optimus Prime always has this long monologue at the end of comic books uh, and animated shows and movies of why he needs to protect Earth, why humans are great, and he cuts to the core of me. And the man who does his voice is a national treasure. I love semis, and he's a semi. Yeah. I just, he's everything a, about it when I was a kid spoke He's a to cab me. over Pete with a reefer on yeah. and a Jimmy. <laughs> Hauling hogs. <laughs> um, yeah, he's awesome. I had... Oh, recently I bought this really nice um, Optimus Prime action figure that has the trailer that turns into the uh, like a little gun station, you know, or a big gun station, and then you can take Optimus Prime off of it, and you can put 
you can change them into Optimus Prime or you can change them into just Prime, uh, which was like the original uh, leader of the Primes. He was like this big. I think it was called just Prime. I think he was just called Prime, right? I don't know. Um, well, I don't know much about Transformers, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so there was a different guy that they ended up just transforming him into, or he got like an upgrade, actually. He got upgraded. Him and Megatron had a falling out because they're like brothers. Um, and that's how... I know nothing. You didn't know any about this? I know nothing. Oh, yeah. Lots of lots of things happened in the old uh, Transformers I, world. That, I mean, I watched a lot more the, backstory than you think. I watched the old cartoon. I watched Beast Wars. Where they Beast turned into like good. dinosaurs and animals. Love and, that. And Optimus Prime was a gorilla, and that was my yeah. favorite. There, was a, the there was a raptor too. I, I like the raptor. Um, yeah, I just love Prime. When I was, like I said, when I was a kid, it just like spoke to me. Yeah. Um, let me original Optimus. Well, I on the other hand, Jerry, while you're doing that, I picked the Fantastic Four because I do. Like the Fantastic Four. I know you do. Always have. I've been reading the Fantastic Four since I was a child. I was a big fan of the Fantastic Four animated series in the 90s. Oh, uh, see, and I honestly didn't even know that they had... Uh... It's on Disney+. Plus. And I even liked the movies uh, from the mid-2000s. I never saw the new one because I just didn't want to be heartbroken. But I'm a big fan yeah. of uh, all those characters. I love the comics. I love reading the comics. They all are such interesting and dynamic characters. Reed Richards is amazing. He's like the genius of the Marvel Universe. They've kind of tried to make Tony Stark into that character, but in the reality yes. of the world, it is Reed Richards. Um, and he's also very nuanced in his perspective. Um, he makes good and bad decisions all the time. They all do, in fact. Um, if, so I just think it's interesting. When I was a kid, all I did was draw the Human Torch over and over and over really? again on one of those light tracing tables. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huge fan of Fantastic Four. Not a huge fan of Transformers. Okay. That's fine. So I'm that's still what I looking for this guy. And I can't find him. Well, we're going to have to move on because we're know. on the air. I think it's just called Prime, but I, I do think he has a different name. Okay. Next one is uh so we were no we weren't both different on that bracket were we you picked thor i picked optimus prime i picked thor and optimus prime you picked thor and fantastic four fantastic four okay next one is venom and ant-man this was probably the most difficult one of the bracket for me um venom is one of my favorite characters spider-man is one of my favorite characters that universe is one of my if not my favorite comic book universe um, huge fan of Venom and Ant-Man I'm also a huge fan of um, but I had to go with Ant-Man um, yeah so Venom is a crazy character yeah you know like it's an insane character Absolute insanity. that is really fun to watch I just don't uh, I'm not a Venom fan myself I like Ant-Man a lot and that's basically basing it off of the movies yeah so I also haven't read much of Ant-Man, so I'm going to only base it off of the movies and say that's why I picked him. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read a ton of Ant-Man. I've definitely read a lot more Venom than Ant-Man. Um, I have read some Ant-Man, though. He's always a fun character in like um, in the Avengers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... He's so fun. I'm basing it off of the movies, basically. 
I just love the Ant-Man movies. I love everything to do with what Paul Rudd's done with that character. Um, and that's what I had to go with, even though Venom is like probably, you know, one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. Venom is, you think? Like yeah. the most popular of all time, you think? I said one of the most. You think he's the most popular comic book character of all time? No, I didn't say that. You are wrong. I didn't say that. Okay. His Good. movie made a lot more money than Ant-Man's movies, though. Did it? Yeah, it made like eight hundred million, didn't it? Yeah, eight or nine hundred million. That's stupid. I don't agree with that. You haven't seen it, so I know, and it didn't get very good reviews. No, a lot of people not, saw it's not it. Terrible. Of, I was just listening back the other day. Ant Man got way better reviews than that. Nobody went and saw it. Stupid. Oh no, it made a lot of money too. I mean, <laughs> they all make a lot of money, Jerry. So four or five hundred million. Okay, <laughs> if you think that's on a, a way lot. smaller budget. Um. Anyway, so our next one is Michonne from The Walking Dead. From The Walking Dead, yeah. Versus Aquaman. Aquaman. The man of aqua. <laughs> is that what they do? Is that yeah. what they say? Next on the Hall of Justice, do they the make man better? of aqua. This one's really easy for me because... Ocean team, assemble. I really like Michonne, and I don't care about Aquaman at all. So I picked Michonne. You idiot. <laughs> I did not pick Michonne. I love The Walking Dead, and if you read the comics, you'd love Michonne. Maybe, but I definitely like Aquaman better. She leads around a team of zombies on chains as, like, guard dogs. I know. I've seen that in the show. Yeah. It's so cool. He controls the ocean. He can talk to fish. It's a lame character. He had a love interest in dolphins. It's lame, lame, lame. It's not. I like Namor, the Submariner, way more than Aquaman. Why? Because he's way cooler. He's not cooler. Do you, have you read any Aquaman? No. Neither have I really. <laughs> no, I've heard, I have. I've heard there's some great comics of Aquaman. I really have. Yes, there I are. didn't care for the movie, to be honest. I know you liked it a lot. But. I did. I did like it a lot. I just went with Walking Dead, so. Big hunk of man meat in that movie, huh? That's true. Yes, buddy. All right. Aquaman. Next one. This is the last one. Last, last one uh, for round one. Well, there's two more. I know, last little bracket okay. for round one. All right, we got Storm versus Captain Reynolds from Firefly. Oh, my gosh. So this is uh, this could be a difficult one uh, if you really liked uh, Storm. She's an incredible character. She had a lot of good backstory. I would say she's probably one of the best comic book characters. Very, very good. In comic books. All together. I'd say she's a top 10 character. Really? Maybe top 20. I agree with you. She, she is, is incredible. One of the most important and best characters in comic books. She is one of the most powerful. She is. Heroes, superheroes, whatever you want to call it. She did not get her due in any of the movies. No, she's one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, bar none. She's probably top five, one of the most powerful characters. Who is she married to? Didn't she marry Black Panther? That's right. She married Black Panther. Yes. Um, Isn't that Cray? And uh, for a lot of you, probably don't know who Captain Malcolm Reynolds is. Mal. Mal. From Firefly. Firefly um, is... One of my top five favorite TV shows of all time. Boy, you're just ranking everything. Today. And um, <laughs> he is one of my favorite characters in the world. Yes. And that made this very easy for me. I picked 
Captain Reynolds. I also picked Captain Reynolds because um, that show just holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. If you haven't seen Firefly, get off your ass and go see it. Watch it right now. Yeah, however you need however to digest you gotta it. However you got to get it, get it. And then go on. There's movies. There's a bunch of comic books. They're all really great. Yes. Uh, Nathan Fillion, just who should have been, he should have been Indiana Jones, but he wasn't. I agree with you. He should have been. Um, now he's too old. Yeah. I do like his show, The Rookie. I've never watched any of it. I, I just it I catch silly. it here and there. I thought it looks silly. But it's a good show. Um, anyway, that character, it, that's a tough matchup. I mean, they're both great characters. Yeah, Nathan Fillion has become like a, a treasure because of this show. I'm actually an honorary brown goat. Are you really? They have like a... They have an organization. Yeah. No kidding. I remember you telling me. It's this, like a fan organization, you know? So this was around the exact same time that you were telling me about uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. When we had the Super, when you had the Super Bowl party, and you're like, you said you need to watch Fire Firefly right now, and I guarantee you you'll be a brown coat. And I didn't know what that meant, you know. And golly, are you right? That yeah. is, it's such a great show. Morena Baccarin is in it. Um, who's the guy that plays uh, Jane? Oh, um, he always reminds me Adam of Adam Baldwin, right? Baldwin. Yeah. He's a Baldwin. No, he's not related to like the Baldwins. No, but he, you know who he always reminded me of is the guy from uh, um, Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Maybe it was him. No, it's not the same person. Okay. The guy in Saving Private Ryan that carried around the BAR, um, and he listened to it's that old, since I've seen it. I old music on the steps. Oh. I don't remember. All right, whatever. Well, yeah, Captain Reynolds, by far. Even though Storm is one of the best comic book characters and she's awesome, Captain Reynolds is in my heart. Yep, agreed. Um, for our final matchup, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, I... If this should be no surprise to me, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two are two of my favorite movies of all time. Of all um, time, I wouldn't have obviously said this before those movies. This is the only reason. It's only based on the movies. I have very little care in the world about them. From correct from the comics, they're they're in some good animated movies. That animated show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. On Disney uh, XD. Um, and I have watched that. Um, so I went with Guardians of the Galaxy all day. Although, I will say, I'm a huge Buffy I was just the Vampire say, Slayer fan. This one, I thought you were going to have a pretty hard time with. I did. Because you are a huge I mean, I, Buffy fan. Hard time. It gave me a few seconds pause just because I love Buffy. What um, if you I love were, the Buffy comics. I love Angel. I love all of it. What if you were absorbing the Buffy TV show for the first time and you had like just finished the whole series. No. And then you watched guardians of the galaxy. Would you still pick guardians? You first think? of all, I don't think the Buffy TV series would hold up. No, I'm saying like, it's your first time seeing this, um, regardless of time frame. Like don't, uh, I'm not talking about like it. Gotcha. Spanning. Well, I'm just saying like if at the time you were watching Buffy and you had just finished the whole show, and then you had also seen Guardians around the same time. Do you think you would still pick Guardians, or do you think you would pick Buffy because it's fresh and new? No, in your I mind? absolutely pick Guardians, and I think I'd be really confused because I'd be like, 
what is this leap of technology that has been taken? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely uh, Guardians of the Galaxy all the way, and uh, and basically just based on the movies. Uh, yes, I completely agree with you in every way. Um, I wasn't as big of a Buffy fan. I I liked the show. I did watch it. I've never read a comic book. I have read some uh, Guardians comic books, and they didn't stand out to me as being any of the best. They're almost all the same. There's a new run right now that's one of the best-selling t- uh, titles and of I, the year, and it's supposed to be really good. So I started a new run of it last year. Maybe it's the same. Probably. The same. Is it the same one? Maybe it is. I started that, and it was really interesting. I liked the the take on it, because I think they were like trapped in space, and they were all older, and oh, yeah. uh, Star-Lord was not like with them at the time, but then they picked him up, and Along the way, anyway, it was interesting. Yeah, and I you liked talked it, about it on the podcast. Yes, I did. Um, I liked it. I never followed through with reading any any more of it, but yeah, one hundred percent because of the movies. I'm going to pick Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's incredible. I still to this day will argue and say Guardians of the Galaxy two is better than one. Um, my the, pick, yeah, is they're, Guardians. They're of the both Galaxy. very good and different. So that's it. Um, if you want to recap of mine, I got Silver Surfer, Harry Potter, Rorschach, Wolverine, Moon Knight, um, Nightwing, Hellboy, Batman, Rick Grimes, Ghostbusters, Thor, Fantastic Four, Ant-Man, Michonne, Captain Reynolds, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and mine is Shazam, Spawn, Rorschach, Wolverine, Moon Knight, uh, Nightwing and Hellboy, Batman, Adam, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Thor, Optimus Prime. Uh, did I already say Ant Man? No, Ant-Man. I said Batman. Ant Man and Aquaman, and then I've got Captain Reynolds and Guardians of the Galaxy. So they diverged quite a bit. Yeah, they did. That's all you have. It. That's this week's. Uh, that's the end of the first round of Snarf Madness. Um, we're going to try and have a scoring update for you guys next week. Yeah, next week we will come uh, We'll come on and do an update of round one, who scored what. Uh, we'll, we'll probably just do the, the leaders. Yeah. You think? The leaders of round one, and then we'll get into our round two. And I think we'll do the entire round two all in one shot because it has the exact same amount of people in it as one of the round one. I don't know, man. That's a lot. It's still a lot of people. It's the same as round one. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably do that. Um, we got some time left. Do you want oh, yeah. to do some what we're watching? Yes. I finished a series that I would like to talk about. Oh, okay. What is it? Um, it is the uh, I'm Not Okay With This. Oh, you finished that? I finally finished it. And I kind of gave me... up on it. I was kind of getting a little bored. Um, I tell you what, the last two episodes really picked up a lot. Well, actually, I'd say the last three. There's only seven episodes in this show. Um, I had seen the first four right off the bat, and I was not blown away by it at all. The last three um, picked up to where I wanted to watch the next one. Okay. And they're only 20 minutes long. They're 24 minutes long. I thought they were an hour. No. They're 22 minutes apiece. Okay. So it's very easy to get through this. I'll probably finish it tonight. Um, But the last three I thought were pretty fun. Now, this is not a show that is outstanding by any means. This is not a show that I'm going to you know, say is going to win any awards. You're going to stake your reputation. The original, the, the original thought I had is that the main character was somewhat boring and off putting. She gets better later on because you learn more about her. 
Um, and you learn more about her dad and you learn more about other people in her life and it just gets better. And then you start to see her, her capabilities just a tad bit more, um, that I really like. And then they end it on something that makes you want to see the second season because, uh, yeah, I just got to know what happens in the second season. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, um, or you in particular, um, there's just some things that happened that I really liked. The last episode is by far the best one um, because of the interactions of the characters and the events that take place. Uh, but leading up to that is amazing. I, I would say six and seven, by far the best episodes. Interesting. Yeah, really good. I, I, I would tell people to watch it because it is different than what you're seeing. I think it is kind of based uh, around like a teen... Like it's kind of a teen genre. Um, yeah, but kind of. It's it's got kind of a it's adult offbeat Scott Pilgrim vibe to it. Yeah, it does. It does. It uh, does have a, that kind of a vibe, but uh, it's not as quirky. No, definitely not. That's what I mean. It's like the emo cousin of Scott Pilgrim. Right. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the first. It's definitely got a real emo vibe to it. The first two episodes. For sure, I was like, "This is not going to be good," and I kept watching it because it was so short. Yeah, um, but it ends. It ends on a very strong point. Good, I, I think. Well, I'll finish it up then. Um, I have been watching a new show too, as well. I should okay. say, um, it's on Hulu. Oh, it's on FX actually, but FX apparently and Hulu are like the same. Yeah, because it, there's a whole category on Hulu just for FX. Real quick, have you ever had the issue of getting it because you're using a Fire Stick, right? Correct. Yeah. So, have you ever had the issue of logging into Hulu and it automatically starting to play a show? No, because it was doing that. I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, this was a while ago, and I stopped one of the shows. I like went back. And then I went home, and every time I get into Hulu, it would just automatically start playing that same exact show. Hmm. And it does it every single time I get in there. No, I haven't had that problem. And it's so annoying because I've got to like back out of that show and then go back to my home screen to try to find anything again. Yeah. Really annoying. And I want it, Hulu, if you're listening to the podcast... <laughs> I'm sure they are. ...change that. Um, no, I, I haven't even logged on to Hulu in like forever. And I got on there the other day. I could not sleep. I, and it is worth it. We recorded a podcast. I got home, and I literally could not fall asleep. I did not fall asleep till four thirty in the morning, and then got up at six. What were you? What were you doing? Did you smoke crack? I like during the show that I, I was not what aware happened, of, but it was really obnoxious. Yeah. So I went on Hulu because I couldn't find anything to watch, and I watched um, a bunch of Key and Peele. I like them. <laughs> They're so good. Are they making new shows? Are they still no, making new things? No, I don't know. Because I feel like YouTube is throwing out They're Key and Peele stuff all the rich. time. Oh. I know they are. Um, Especially Keegan Michael Key, Key is yeah. in everything. He really is. He's in everything. And Jordan Peele obviously making is like making, Get Out. And he's making some waves. Us, whatever. Is yeah. that us? Yep. Uh, but yeah, he's doing a lot of amazing stuff. But Keegan Michael Key is in every movie and in every show that comes out. I yeah, don't know he's how that an guy... extra. He's an extra in every single. Yeah. Not even an extra. He's like a supporting, yeah, supporting character. character. Um. Anyway, so I popped that on and I started watching this show called Devs, and it's a FX show. Devs is it similar? To, is it, are they like developers? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a drama. 
Oh, like okay. a horror, like thriller kind of thing. Oh, and not horror. Um, it's got a real creepy vibe to it. Um, and it's starring uh, Nick Offerman of local fame, really, Manuka, um, and some other people that you've probably seen before. But he is like a uh, Steve Jobs type developer character. Yeah, and uh, the you know the CEO of a gigantic tech com- tech company. And there's a young, promising coder that gets that that's working for his company. And the very first episode, I won't give anything away, but the first episode, he gets basically hand selected to join the devs team, which is like a super secret, super elite team. Everybody wants to be a part of the devs team. Yes. So they bring him to, um, you know, the, where the devs work, and um, things ensue from there. Anyway, it's. Great, is it really? Um, it is. Oh, I got a super engaging and creepy, and you have no. I have no idea what's going on. You're yeah. not gonna. It's just one of those shows. You don't know what the hell's going on. Um, but the, it really does a very good job of creating an ambiance. Yeah, is it like suspenseful? Like, would you call it a thriller? Mm, no, I mean it's got an element of suspense to it. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Hmm. Nick Offerman is so good in this. It is not a comedic role at all. Yeah. Um, he is great. And oh, man. I'm going to have to watch this. This is really. a, I don't know how, how many episodes are out. I've watched two. Um, I think there's three out right now. I, I'm a big fan. I would highly recommend everybody check out Devs. And it's on FX, I think, if you have cable, but it's on Hulu. Okay, so I have Hulu. So is it is it a Hulu? It's an FX production. So there's a Hulu show, or no? It's an FX show, but I think it might only be on Hulu. Okay, I think it's like a FX produced Hulu exclusive, maybe. Wow, that's but it could be on FX too. I don't know. <clears throat> I never check FX on my Directv. I don't even log into Directv anymore. So yeah. You need to get rid of it. I don't pay for it, so I'm not getting rid of oh, it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's not a problem. Then. Um, so that was a show I've been watching. I haven't been struggling. I've been struggling lately because there's like I, I can't find anything to watch. I know there's like a bunch of stuff I want to watch, but I don't want to start it. I'm always in that boat. And there's nothing playing like on regular TV right now, so I'm just like in this lost. And then world. a lot of times. Um, I just start watching something that is mindless, like MasterChef. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of MasterChef on Hulu. Um, I have watched a lot of that. I love that show, though. Hulu is great, man. It is. It's really good. I really like Hulu. But what I did, um, I started watching, I've only seen half of it, maybe just under half of it. Um, and it's only got like a 6.2 rating on IMDb out of 10. But I started watching that new Mark Wahlberg movie, Spencer Confidential. Oh, it looks like something I would not like. Really? I saw that. I watched the trailer. I last like night. Mar- I like Mark Wahlberg. I do too. And it's like it's like if they have they can literally it's a movie though, right? Yeah, okay. it's an hour and fifty one minutes. That's why I've only seen about half of it. Um, but it's like they could yell from a casting call and say, "Hey, we need it's a police drama set in Boston." And then there's like Mark Wahlberg running out of the subway station because he's going to be in it, obviously. Say hi to your mother. Say hello to your mother for me. Um, I I thought it was. I think it's fun so far. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, Post Malone's in it. 
You know, I hate Post You know Malone. a good old Post Malone song? Sing something. I don't know a single song. I just can't stand the The main dude. song from uh, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, is that a... I thought that was his song. So catch me up on this Post Malone character because like, he wasn't an actual like musician or anything. He was just like a homeless dude. No, he was never homeless, I don't think. I think he was homeless. And somebody's like, hey... You got really? something, and they brought him in, and he's and basically like producers produce the music, and he does. He's like a talk rapper, right? He doesn't actually rap. No, he sings. He sings, but not like well. Yeah, he does. He sings actually pretty well. Really? I mean, it is heavily produced, but um, no. I mean, I've heard him sing um, on videos where it's just him, just his voice singing, and he's actually not. Terrible. I don't like by any means. I don't like face tattoos. Oh, I despise face tattoos. I'm not a fan. Anyway, yeah. I did see that he was in it. So anyway, yeah, I I enjoy it. I like Mark Wahlberg a lot. It's it's pretty funny, um, but I like the story. I mean, he's getting chased by people that the only really things dead. I've ever liked Mark Wahlberg in were Transformers and The Happening. So. <laughs> So you like Transformers, huh? <laughs> Should have picked them. I actually did like the Transformers movies. Pretty much all of them. They're but, great. And Bumblebee, too. That was pretty good. Um, Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your like, balls are also, showing. Um, no, he was great in uh, The Departed. Oh, my gosh. The Departed is like one of the best movies ever. The Other Guys? The Other Guys is one of a, is basically this exact same movie. Really? <laughs> no, he's not... Um, he's not the same character, but and obviously there's no Will Ferrell the character. Gist but of he it. gets I mean, it's a it's a punchy punchy action action yeah, movie, and that's all it is. It's like a popcorn flick. Netflix is not good at making movies. Uh, I don't know that I agree with that. I like that Will Smith uh with the fairies and the orcs. That's the only one. Bright. It's the like the first one they made. Yeah, that's a ever good movie. since then. That did you see Triple Threat? No, 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 not good. No, I talked about it on here. Not good. No, but I heard that Six Underground was really good. Bird Box, that is the worst freaking movie. What I've ever a seen. garbage can piece. Why of do you have to crap. remind me of that movie? That movie exists. It and is it's still on the Netflix. Worst movie ever. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sandra bullshit. Is what yeah. I like. To say. <laughs> Sandra full of bullshit. Yeah, not good. Um, and this movie is well, not, what about six underground? I heard that was good. You know, I never saw that one. You know, what does look good to me though, too, that I want to watch is King King. Oh, and we never saw always be my maybe, but that's that was supposed no, to be good. I got to be on a date night for that though. Yeah. You know, and I'm not on a date night. So that's all I've been watching, but I, I, I think that movie is going to be pretty good. I enjoy it so far. It's fun. I, um, I just want to, there's one we're forgetting about. That is a Netflix movie. Um, anyway, I can't I can't get it right now. Okay. Um, there is one other thing I've watched. Um, we've been going back and forth discussing this on our Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics page, which is exclusive to patrons where mm-hmm. you can have in-depth conversations with the likes of us. No, we don't promise that, but uh, <laughs> no. we, do. I, we do end up uh, communicating with a lot of people that way. And we also have bonus podcasts. I think you just released one, right? Is it out? I haven't released it yet. I'll do it tomorrow. It's coming out tomorrow or last week. Anyway, so we were talking earlier about Vigo Mortensen in the last episode or two episodes Yes, ago. we were. Um, and one of our Patreon subscribers, Mr. Green in the conservatory, <laughs> <laughs> um, he mentioned uh, 
a Viggo Mortensen movie that he really enjoyed called Captain Fantastic, um, which I do remember coming out years ago. Mm-hmm. It won an Oscar. It did? Yeah. And, For what? Um, I think it won several Oscars. I think Viggo Mortensen won a Best Actor, actor Oscar for it. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to check this movie out. That's okay. from 2016? Yeah. It's relatively recent. Um, let me just say, it's a very different and interesting movie. It's an indie movie. Yeah. It has a real indie movie vibe to it. Okay. Um, Viggo Mortensen, if he didn't win the Oscar for Best Actor, he should have. He's an incredible actor. The acting he does, and then all of the kids in the movie um, is incredible. And then, as uh, Nolan mentioned too, the cinematography is really, really well, well done. So here's a quick description of it. It says, an unconventional father is forced to leave his self-created paradise and bring his family into society for the first time. Yeah, so I'll give you, I'll give you the gist. Um, Viggo Mortensen is like a hardcore... Um, what do you want to call it? Like, a, I don't want to say liberal. He's like a Marxist, like really, really, really like left wing, like Marxist communist. Um, yeah. Like doesn't believe in the consumerism and the capitalism and the bullshit of America. So him and his wife and his children are off the grid. They drop out and they go out into the woods in Washington and they're just living in the woods, separate from all of society, all of American society. And he, they are, well, the wife is never in the movie. So from the right in the beginning, she's not in it. And so it's him it, out. It, is she alive? Like, well, I mean, I'll tell you. So oh, okay. he's out in the woods with these children and they, he runs it like a, like they do uh, calisthenics in the, in the morning. They hunt. The first opening scene is his son, uh, jumping out they're all hunting covered in mud with just knives and his son slitting the throat of a jumping out and slitting the throat of a deer and then they have this whole like celebration wow where his son has now become a man and yeah he eats like the liver of the deer <laughs> and so they're like survivalists okay but also like hardcore uh, philosopher people and he, they also schooled them out there and these children are brilliant in one part of the movie, they describe them as philosopher kings. So they wow. know everything. They have this whole regiment. And <clears throat> every day they go on, like, um, I don't remember what they call them, but like journeys. So all these, and the kids ranging from like four years old to 18. And there's like five or six of them. And they'll go free climbing, like rock climbing, not free climbing. They got ropes, but rock yeah. climbing and stuff like that. Um, so you find out quickly in the movie that. The mom's not there. You're not really sure why. They're living this weird, uh, unconventional life. And then they find out, you know, he goes to town because there's a phone is in town and he calls his sister-in-law to ask how his wife's doing. You come to find out she's in a mental institution oh. uh, for like bipolar disorder. And you find out that she's killed herself. Oh, no. So he's got to go back with the kids. And the whole real movie is them on a road trip across country to go to her funeral, um, which she, her funeral is put on by her parents who hate him, hate everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, hate their lifestyle. So it's kind of a road trip, um, movie of them going across the country, dealing with, you know, the parts of American society that they hate. And also the reality setting in that they're not prepared 
at all to live in this world. It is uh, at times funny. It's at times extremely thought-provoking. It's uh, extreme drama at times. It's affecting. And it's oh, really? a, a real kind of a movie that I think could inspire a lot of conversation and has um, as we've been kind of going back and forth, me and uh, Nolan kind of talking about it on, on Patreon. It's a really interesting movie. I wouldn't say that it was like anything that blew me away. Uh, the acting is incredible. The cinematography is incredible. I had a lot of problems with some of the story elements, which have gone in depth. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the ending. Um, so it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's it's interesting. It's different, and it's I think worth checking out as a <clears throat> if you like indie movies at all. You know, it, it's got a seven point nine on IMDb, which I think is really good. I think it was even like maybe nominated for best picture, um, but it was definitely a very interesting movie. Um, it sounds once really again, incredible. Viggo Mortensen likes to do full frontal nudity. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, he does That's that my too. Favorite. In, in uh, what's the Russian one? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. History of Violence or the other no, one? No, it's the other one. Um, yeah. Oh, no, because yeah. I can never think of things, yeah. and that's the one. Um, anyway, we're checking out. I thought it was interesting. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad he mentioned it, because I remember it coming out. It was one of those that I always kind of wanted to watch, and it just completely fell off my radar, and I'm glad I watched it. And it's, uh, it, it, is, it is a bit thought-provoking. It's an interesting one to have a conversation about. I think if you watched it, we could have an interesting conversation about what his methods were in raising yeah. his family and whether he was obviously right or wrong. A lot of people like this. His, mistake, his mistakes that he made along the way. Yeah, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Yeah. Anyway, that's really the only things I've been watching is Tev's and, and that movie. Yeah, that's all I had because um, I started watching Spencer Conf- Confidential and then uh, I'm not okay with this. It's basically the exact opposite of Spencer Confidential in every way. Oh, yeah. I'm positive <laughs> it is. That movie is it's something. I'm gonna finish it and I think it's I think it's fun. It just you know, it's just a fun, meaningless movie. Yeah. So I think that's it for this week. Yeah, We're, I think so. Uh, We're gonna get into round two next week. Uh we'll have a little bit more of what we're watching, maybe a little bit of news. Um Yeah, we'll get back to some news. Hopefully, the coronavirus is over and behind us by then. Yes, I absolutely hope it's done with because um, I got crap to do. It okay? will not be. I'm busy. It will not be done with. I've got a meeting all next week that is still going going to happen. I thought they were going to cancel it, but it's still going to happen. It'll probably be canceled. Do you think there's any coronavirus up in uh, the Quad Cities? I don't know. My Rock local Island? my local bank has suspended all face to face meetings. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? Is that my bank? No. Oh, I was going to say. I didn't. I didn't hear about that. Um, so anyway, um, if you are doing Snarf Madness, check in every week as we go through our top 10 and a reminder, there are all kinds of prizes that you will be getting. I haven't ordered the trophies yet. I should probably do that. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, Cause they might take a little while to get done. Also, I'm uh, sending out stickers actually tomorrow. Um, I stole some stickers out of here the other day oh, perfect. and I'm sending those out. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're getting new stickers. Yep. Tomorrow. They'll, they'll be here. They probably will already Snail have mail. been there. Yep. Oh, yeah. You would have already gotten them by the time this came out. Also, by the time this came out, uh, our uh, Snarf uh, lords and ladies. 
Oh yeah, the uh, Duchess and the King. It, no, right. he's not a king. He's a lord. Lord. There's a Duchess and a lord that is getting uh, our snarf. They'll get a bundle, bundle of snarf. Bundle of snarf. Uh, you should have received it by now. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be a part of the uh, Patreon family, go to patreon.com slash snarfcomic and support the show. It can be as cheap as a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. That's cheap entertainment, folks. It's very cheap entertainment. How much money do you spend at a gas station? Because I spend a lot. And I think a lot of other people spend a lot of money at a gas station that you don't need. Yeah. But if you want to support a program that you enjoy and we want to continue to do, throw a dollar Plus, you get stuff for it. You get something for it. Absolutely. At the $5 limit, you're going to get a lot more than you are at the $1 limit. Yeah. Um, at the $10 limit, you get more than what you do at the 5 uh, and so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, if you would like to support us, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we got medical bills because in the past week, we've both contracted coronavirus. <laughs> yes. We, are, we have COVID-19 <laughs> and we are dying. <laughs> Please support our Dying families. for your support. <laughs> All right. All right, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you.